0: It's, uh, this is the Benjamin's Dream podcast with the Dreamers, or and the Dreamers. So we're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and we'll eventually be on Google Play. You just go and search Benjamin's Dream and the Dreamers, and we'll pop up, and then you can just listen away. The first one's 45 minutes. The second one's probably hopefully only going to be 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. So the first topic is we're going to rank the top five quarterbacks in the NFL today. Do you want to start with five and go to yeah, one? Yeah, let's work our way down. Okay, number five. Oh, man, I wish i see a list. I'm going to go number five, Matt Ryan.
1: Um, For number five, I'm going to go with, even though he missed last year, I'll say Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, okay.
0: So number four, I'm going to stay in the NFC South. I'm going to go with Cam Newton.
1: Okay. I'll go with Matt Ryan for four. Okay, so number three. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, man, I just realized I'm going to leave someone off. Oh, shoot. I'm going to go number three, Ben Roethlisberger, even though that's not how you pronounce his last name, but that's what I'm going with. I would
1: agree with Ben at number three.
0: I said number two. Number two, we're going Aaron Rodgers.
1: I'm going to say Brady number two.
0: Okay, that would mean Tom Brady would be my number one quarterback. And Chase? Rodgers for number Okay. One. So that means somehow we left off Drew Brees at the top five. And what the – I got an email, everyone. Yay! Um, so after doing a quick top five, I'm definitely taking Matt Ryan out and putting Cam Newton five. Then I'm doing putting Drew Brees at four. That's because I'm biased and love Ben Roethlisberger, uh, but that's just my opinion. Would you? Where would you? Would you put Drew Brees in your top five after doing it the first time?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd put him right outside the top five. Yeah, probably over luck. Okay, I got you. There we go. Five. So he's in the
0: top five. Okay, so now we're going to do what we call the dream player, is we're just going to take qualities from any player of any era and make the perfect dream quarterback. So the first one we got um, power, so like deep ball accuracy. Um, So I, hmm, overall, oh, I hate this. I'm gonna go with Matt Stafford. You're going with Matt Stafford. I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. Stay in the same division. Okay. What's the next category? Okay, so we got legs. So this means like speed. And if we go of any, what, yes, escaping ability. And if we go of any generation, I'm taking Michael Vick.
1: I'm gonna go with Steve
0: Young. Steve Young. Okay. Now we're gonna do leadership. So, hmm. I'm gonna go with. I think an easy pick is Tom Brady. I'm trying to think of someone from a different generation a little bit. I think Joe Montana is another good answer. Hmm. Oh, this is an easy one. Oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. Um, Bart Starr, not who I wanted. Played for the Cowboys. Oh, Roger Starr. Roger Starr back. I think that's another good one. Who would you put? I'm going to say Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Oh, that's a good one too. Now we're going to go accuracy. I'm going to go with Steve Young. Uh, and I'm going to go with Chad Pennington, the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Okay, there you go. Now we're going to do toughest, so the ability to stay off the field, stay on stay the, field, the field, okay. stay on the field. Um, easy, easy two are probably Brett Favre and uh, Eli Manning, just based off the num- for numbers. But also I'm going to throw Ben Roethlisberger in there again for being extremely biased. Are we? I am. It doesn't mean you have to. I would obviously go with Brett Favre. Okay. So now we are going to do the top five running backs in the league right now. It's going to be interesting with the top three where you put people. But my opinion, number one. Oh, boy. Number one or five? Oh, okay, number five. Oh, that's going to be hard because I don't know. Oh, this is is easy. This is probably underrating him. I'm going to LaShawn McCoy, number five. Yeah, we should have written this down before. I know, yeah. It doesn't matter. People enjoy that little joke there. Hopefully. What joke? Yeah, that was a joke. I guess it wasn't that good. Um, I'll go with Todd Gurley, number five. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Ooh, that's going to be, uh, yeah. Well, the top three I think are pretty easy. Um, I think they're obviously debatable where we can put them. Um, but for my f- number four, I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. I'm going to jump off on yours. That's not what I meant to say, but it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, For number four, I'll take McCoy.
0: Okay, that's a good one. Okay, here's where it gets interesting. Because these top three are, in theory, semi could move all over the place in the top three constantly. I'm going to take number three. I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Just based off, if you go by productivity, um, obviously he's obviously in the top three, no problem. Maybe even number one. But just based off that he was suspended last year for a little bit of time, so didn't get to put up the numbers, wasn't maybe exactly as great as his rookie year, so I'm going to go Ezekiel at number three.
1: Who's your number two, then?
0: <clears throat> uh, I can't tell you yet. They're going to have to wait and see. He could play for Arizona. He could play oh, okay. for uh, Pittsburgh. We don't know yet.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll take David Johnson at number three.
0: Okay. I'm going to take David Johnson again at number two. Not again, but number two, just based off he was hurt last year, so it's not really his fault he didn't have the, number, the ability to put up the numbers based off he wasn't on the field. But I think that's a really, really extremely solid number two. I mean, he can do anything. He can run away from people. He can run through people. He can catch almost any pass. I mean, he's really, really consistent when he's on the field. Johnson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's underrated, I believe. hmm uh, And I'll put Elliott at my number two.
0: Okay, so that means I have Le'Veon Bell. And my only knock on him being number one, in my opinion, I mean, I think he's been uh, – Those the one year he was suspended, obviously he made a mistake, but that wasn't a huge deal because it wasn't like he was suspended at the end of the year, rather at the beginning. And I think he's been extremely healthy over the past two years. I mean, I know his first few years he was kind of banged up here and there. I mean, I think maybe maybe his rookie year he had some like, type of – injury I can't remember off the top of my head so he it's not... the first four games with
1: an injury of his
0: very first season okay, yeah. yeah, but the one like the knee injuries obviously those are nothing I think those are more extremely unfortunate bad luck because every player would have got hurt in that exact same situation, probably you know rather than someone would be able to get up also a little little knock on him he's not extremely fast, he does have the ability to run, he can catch every he's a perfect perfect runner when he has no one around him but uh his ability to stiff arm get away from tackles run through tackles catch he's pretty much you know a second wide receiver out there or I mean he could be a number one theory again but he's not that's not always the best at uh, but Le'Veon Bell would be my number one I'd have to agree with
1: Le'Veon Bell at number one best all-around back pass catching running productivity um, not the best teammate in the world by any stretch but okay so now we're
0: going to do the dream running back, and we're going to go with speed. So this is any generation again, current or past. And with speed, I'm going to go Chris Johnson. I think that's easy. That's all I have to say.
1: And this is over any period?
0: Any period, correct.
1: I'll go with the Elliott. Eh? Right, that's a very good one.
0: Um, for hands, I think this is not close. I mean, I guess we could go back to the oh, – I guess uh, Marshall Falk, David Johnson would be good. Um, but I see it every week when there's Sunday or Monday or even Thursday now. I think Le'Veon Bell is an easy one for hands.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that.
0: Um, for toughness, for durability, um, I'm going to go in the way back machine and say Jim Brown.
1: That's a good one. I'm
0: going to go with uh, Curtis Martin. Oh, that's a very good one there too. Um, I'm going to add here one one here at the end, throw it off a little bit, but I think it won't be too bad of thinking of a back to bring up. But power, I'm going to go with a number homer. And I'm probably going to go Jerome Bettis. I would go with Jim Brown for power. Okay, that's good. Now we're going to do a lucidness. We had it under wide receivers, but we're going to do it in running backs too. I think um, Barry Sanders has to make this list somehow for something. I mean, like, he's extremely underrated. I understand they didn't win a lot, and but I don't think your ability to win games is always on the running back, unfortunately, in the NFL. You have to have a, you know, a stellar defense and at a least a – game manager, a quarterback, to win Super Bowls. So I don't really put a knock on him for not carrying the team every single time.
1: I'm going to go with sweetness for elusiveness.
0: Oh, wow, that's really good there. Yes, I agree. Okay. Uh-huh. Hopefully everyone knew that
1: if you're not under the age of 15.
0: Okay, so now we're going to switch to wide receivers, and uh, we're going to go with speed. Are we going to do the top five wide receivers? Oh, shoot, yes, we are. The so top five receivers, we're going to start at number five. Number five, I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is gonna drive me nuts because I feel like there's someone I want to put on here that's very underrated. Oh, I'm putting I'm putting Landry Jones. Or no, 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 not the quarterback. Sorry, Jarvis Landry. He plays for Cleveland now, but he dominated in Miami. I mean, he's very consistent. That's to me, that's a very underrated pick. I'm putting him at number five.
1: I'll put Mike Evans at number five. I like his game.
0: Okay. So number four, this one is going to kind of – people aren't really going to agree with it, which is fine. We, we enjoy your comments, concerns. Um, I'm going to – oh, my God, this is going to – I'm going to go with – my number three I feel like is very underrated. Um, but my mom, number four, I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr.
1: Okay, all the way to number four? Yes. Wow. I'm going to take A.J. Green.
0: Okay. Four.
1: With my number four – I'm,
0: or excuse me, with my number three, I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. He had no quarterbacks his first few years in the league, and he still pretty much dominated for that team. And now the small glimpse we got of him with Deshaun Watson, he was extremely good. He was top five easily, no problem. His hands are great, his speed is good, his route running is good, so that's my number three, DeAndre Hopkins.
1: I'd like to see a good, productive year from him. Yeah. Yeah. With the good, healthy Watson. It would be interesting. Did we play the Texans this year?
0: Yeah, we did. We played them on Christmas. Not this year. Oh, this year, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, so what number am I on? You're on number three.
1: I'm on number three. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham at number three. Okay, Odell.
0: Odell, um, it's my personal opinion. I feel like he should be like – I feel like the year he was healthy for the majority of the year, people did debate if he was you know just as good as A.B., but I feel like he somehow underperforms once in a while, which is kind of annoying in my opinion. But that's just an opinion. It doesn't mean it's a factor. I know anything about it. Okay, with well, my number two, I don't somehow, even though they made it to the Super Bowl a few years ago, I don't watch a lot of Atlanta Falcons games. But I'm going to go with Julio Jones just based off size, speed, catching ability. Like he's like a – this is going to sound goofy, but he's like a small, small Calvin Johnson. I mean, he's a big body receiver and go up and make any catch, make any run anywhere out. I'm going to go Julio Jones, number two.
1: I'm going to agree with you on Julio Jones. I think we're going to have the same number
0: one. Yeah. And uh, we're probably a little bit of homers, but I don't really care. And we're, I'm going to go with uh, Antonio Brown, and I think Chase is too. Uh, he, he can do it all. Um, he can go up and get the ball based off his size when he's only like a little under six foot, probably even a lot under six foot, to be honest with you. He has the speed. He has the breakaway speed. If you have him in the open field, you're not tackling him. He can beat the double team. He can go up and get a ball based off of size of what I said earlier, so I think this is easy, number one. Oh, he has great hands.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree on with Lima Sweet, number one. But, yeah, Antonio Brown, definitely. He's, nobody gets open like him. Nobody catches balls like him. His chemistry with Ben is unlike any other chemistry in the current with any other QB and wide receiver that I can think of in the NFL. Um, that would be an interesting discussion, best QB combo. QB wide receiver combo, you think? Maybe. Has to be a wide receiver? Q B wide receiver combos in history.
0: Oh, in history. Yeah, like hookups. I'm gonna put I think they have a chance and they could be number two easily. Um, to make Ben and Antonio number two over Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. Um, I think number one obviously is well, Jerry Rice played a long, long, long time, but I'm gonna put Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. I can mean, probably sprinkle them there with Steve Young too, but I mean, if you look at Jerry Rice's numbers, they're ridiculous. He has like 180 touchdowns, and then it's like 30 touchdowns from anyone, which is wild. So, but I don't know who I'd put at three and four. I'm sure it could be someone from the Dan Marino years. I think it would be easier to find a quarterback in history and then be like, oh, they could put him with him. But who would you put at four and five in your top?
1: Who'd you have at three?
0: Three, I had Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. And your one was Jerry Rice and my one was Montana. Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. I don't think it. I don't think it was longevity enough. But could we put like Tom Brady and Randy Moss?
1: No, yeah, I don't. I don't think that was long hmm. enough. No.
0: Maybe. Matt Ryan Julio might be on that. Top they could. Five. They could probably be on that top five. Um, this. I don't think they played together. I think he and Brett Favre might have played with Sterling Sharp longer. But we could do like Brett Favre and Donald Driver maybe. Or uh, this is a bad one. I think they were pretty dominant when they played together. Aaron Rodgers and either Donald Driver or. Dan Henning, Dan Hennings. That's, that's inside joke that no one's ever going to find out about. Um, Jan. Jan Hennings. Um, what's, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that wide receiver got in a little bit of trouble, so we're not going to name his name. But one of those two could probably be Aaron Rodgers and anyone. Ooh. I don't – oh, wait, this should be an easy one. Kurt Warner and Torrey Holt or uh, – no, Isaac right. Bruce. Isaac Bruce, yeah. that should be up there. I was going to use Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. Obviously, they only played together like two years, I think, so it's not perfect. And I think they should be easily, they have the talent, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. should easily come to that list at some point in time throughout their career. But they both have to be on the field and stuff like that, and they have to be a little more consistent winning-wise, I think, for it to be amount to anything. And
1: did Beckham, is he signed, or is his contract coming up?
0: He wants a new deal. Um, He wants a new deal, obviously, because he wants to be paid a lot more money. At one point he wanted to be the highest-paid player in the league, which I do not, unless this – salary cap change is something like the NBA does and just jumps up astronomically. I don't see a skilled player being the highest paid player in the NFL at least for longer than a few months because some quarterback is going to go get more money easily.
1: Yeah, I think the top five QBs right now, none of them have won a Super Bowl. Even. Top five paid in salary. Oh,
0: okay. I was like, what? I was like, but yeah, I, I saw that list on something recently and it's like, 'Cause right now the number one paid quarterback is Matt Ryan, right? Yes. And then number let me see if I can just oh wait, this is, number two is a weird one. It's Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Uh it's Kirk Cousins, actually.
0: And then is so it Jimmy Garoppolo? Matt
1: Ryan is number one at thirty million. Okay. Um Kirk Cousins twenty eight million. Jimmy Garoppolo is third at twenty seven and a half. Who do you think's fourth?
0: Oh, you know, oh the the trickster, as Ryan Clark would call him, oh Joe Flacco. No, it is Matthew Stafford. Oh, it's close.
1: 27 mil.
0: But number five is Joe Flacco, right? No. Oh, well, there you go, Ravens. Your, your contract kind of worked out, not really at all. But I said go. no. Right, I know. Okay. I
1: know, yeah. Who do you think it is? Number five. Okay. Never won a Super Bowl. Is it Alex Smith? It is not for out west. Same division. Same division as Matt Wright? No, no, no. Same division as Alex Smith. Alex well, Smith. Alex Smith, when he was at Kansas City, I'm sorry. Where's Alex Smith at now? Oh, is it uh, Derek Carr? Yes, it is. He's at, yeah, number five at 25 mil. Where is Alex Smith now? I can't remember. He's
0: in, he's the Redskins. Redskins, that's right. Okay. I don't know who he's throwing to. Him. I'm sure I'm lowballing someone, but I can't think of who he's Flacco going to throw Flacco is to. down to
1: number eight now at 22 mil. That's wild.
0: Where's Ben? Is he in the teens maybe, I guess? He's at number
1: 11, right behind oh, okay. Russell Wilson. No, that's pretty...
0: That's fair. I think he deserves a lot of money. I mean, obviously, I want Steelers to play, take less money so that we could just have, like, you know, some stacked all star team. Um, but I feel like, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it. If the market's set at some price, then those players are going to get paid whenever their contract runs up. And hopefully, they stay with us and it doesn't hurt the team too much that we can put other pieces around them. Do you want to switch to basketball or you want to bring up another football topic? Because football is a lot more easier for me. Just Wait,
1: back to the salary stuff. The, the top 17 contracts in the NFL are all quarterbacks. Which I
0: understand. I don't, I don't think it's a problem, necessarily.
1: I was just pointing it out. Who do you think is the first non-quarterback that has the highest salary? Defensive player. Oh, it's, it, hmm. is it a franchise tag, does it say? No, it's not a franchise tag.
0: I was going to say Dominic
1: Dominican
0: two. No. Okay, that, one more guess. I, got, I want a few more hints. NFC or AFC?
1: AFC. Division. Uh, He is a Super Bowl MVP. Oh my, this is awful. Who? Von Miller.
0: I understand the time. I don't. I don't sound impressed because I know these are bad examples, but like you know, Steelers run a three-four, and their outside linebackers have to take more heat. But I think the Broncos run a three-four. But the point being is. I think in theory, but it doesn't always work. And I understand you have to pay players. But if you just get an athletic guy that can rush the passer and like just hold the edge once in a while, you don't have to pay him, you know, enough to be the highest paid unranked player or non-quarterback.
1: I just thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. Who is the? Okay, so who is the highest paid wide receiver right now? Wait, I should know this. I think I just talked about it, but maybe I don't. You should know it. Oh, say Antonio Brown easily? Yeah. It's like 17 mil,
1: right? He's the only wide receiver on the top 25 list, and he's, yeah, 17. He
0: deserved us. I mean, he's, he's helped us in a lot of games. I mean, I guess last year I guess he was a little bit of a diva, but I didn't really mind. Because I mean, some of my favorite players, like T.O., obviously wasn't the greatest character, but I think it was – I don't know. But that's my opinion, so I don't have a problem with that. What's your opinion on
1: paying um, offensive linemen top dollar? Uh, Well, like, by top dollar. I mean, they're obviously not on this list. But, like, you got to put money into an offensive line. Like, the Patriots have always done that. That's a good point. obviously been very successful. Um, We have a lot of money in our offensive offensive line in Pittsburgh right now. And I
0: think that's very helpful. I feel like – got to protect Ben. And and it sounds weird for other teams when you put money into your, like, guards and center. Um, But when you – I think, obviously, the number one is your tackles. You know, you want to protect the quarterback's blind side and stuff. But luckily, we were very, very lucky with uh, Alejandro Villanueva, and his talent and effort weigh, extremely outweighs his contract, whatever it is. I know they gave him a little bit of money, but it's not like we blew up the bank to give it to him. But I agree. But I just hear a lot of people say, and I kind of agree with them, I feel like with David DeCastro, obviously that's awesome to have all pro guard, but I feel like once in a while you can just put anyone at guard. It seems like for other teams at least. Now, I'm extremely biased and love our two guards. Um, but I feel like guard is maybe not somewhere where you want to put all your money into, or a majority of your
1: money, obviously. Yeah, I think we have one of our most solid offensive lines probably since Ben's first Super Bowl. I'd probably say mm-hmm. in two thousand five. Do you think uh, Alan Faneca will get into the Super, get into the Super Bowl, get into the Hall of Fame? Um, I think he very well might, but. Lineman so lineman is one of those things that I really can't judge when it comes to the offensive, when right. it comes to getting in the Hall of Fame. For other position players. Caesar, if they, if number
0: wise, There's not enough numbers to go along. Well, there is. It's like not letting up plays, but there's not a play when it's like, oh, you did your job, you blocked, right, yay.
1: Yeah, it's like for me, if I hear the name and I think Hall of Famer, that's, that's enough for me. I shouldn't have to look up stats and numbers.
0: No, I totally to. agree. I really hope. Uh, he's never gonna hear this, but I really hope To goes to the Hall of Fame speech and gives some kind of speech. I love watching those every year. I'm the only, per- I'm probably only, well, I'm probably not the only person, but
1: so why is he refusing to go?
0: I I don't know the story behind it. I just heard that maybe it was just headlines I read wrong or something. But I feel like he should have been in years ago. I kind of understand the character thing, but
1: like, I mean, if, why does it matter? If you get in, you get in. It shouldn't matter if it's first, right? I
0: got you, and it just <laughs> If anyone should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer based off numbers, plays, and everything, he should have been there easily. I mean, to me, he's the second-best wide receiver of all time, but I mean, he played less games than, than uh, Randy Moss. I mean, his numbers are better than Randy Moss's in some categories, and they played less games again. And Randy Moss had, I mean, took a year off in Oakland and then had Tom <laughs> Brady for three years or whatever. I love me some T.O.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was surprised Erlacher got in on the first spot. I'm, I'm very happy. He's my favorite player ever. But I was, I didn't think two linebackers would get in the same class. Yeah, that's what you always,
0: Lewis. you always hear that they, um, they don't like to put the same position in twice.
1: How many players in that defense are in the Hall of Fame now?
0: I think. Oh, okay. So Rod, Is Tony Siragusa, Tony yeah. Siragusa. I don't think so. Rod Woodson, Ron Smith, the Steeler. Yeah. Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis. I don't know enough. That's all I can think off top of my head. Because I don't think there's any defensive linemen. If there were, it was like a. Just a Rod Woodson situation when they're kinda of at the back end of their career. I don't think Suggs was on the team yet. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. And Ed Reed wasn't on the team yet. So I don't I don't I think it'd just be Ray Lewis
1: and um Rod Woodson. Okay. All right. what about um so like the Steelers teams that won Super Bowls recently? Paul Amalu, I would say, is a lock. Yeah, Paul. Anybody else? James Harrison. Yes if, or no? if, if, it's a no. There's
0: too much thinking. If they just did his stats over like a three-year period, right around when the 2008 Super Bowl, then it's probably a yes because he was easily the best outside linebacker of those, you know, few years. He dominated sack, fumble, strips. That's not what I meant to say, but you get the point. And he, yeah. I think,
1: what hurt him, he didn't start for like the first few years he's in the league. It took him probably three or four years.
0: I, I hope there's some like documentary comes out and says like why he did not, because it doesn't make any sense. There's film of him. He won the – he didn't won. He was on the team in 2005, 2006 when they won. But he was just on special teams. And the team in 2008, he obviously was a big contributor to that. So he went, he went to three Super Bowls with us. And then the third one in 2010 that we never speak of. I, I don't, I don't, is there any tape on that game? Did it happen? I don't know. Yeah, so I was – no. Yeah, your boy's writing poetry now. Who's my boy? Mendenhall. Mendenhall? Yeah, no, he's not my boy. Well, I know who definitely isn't my boy. I can't think of his name. I think his name actually is David Johnson, not David Johnson from the Arizona Cardinals. David Johnson, the tight end, who just didn't block Clay Matthews at all, and then Mendenhall just got smashed in the backfield when he had the ball and fumbled it. And then that, but then that's not why we lost. I mean, there was. A, I have to go back and like we watch it, which I'm never going to. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. It was just based off our offense, couldn't get it clicking. Was
1: A.B. a rookie that year?
0: A.B. was a rookie, him and Emmanuel Sanders. And Mike Wallace. And Mike Wallace, yeah. They were the young money team or something weird. Yeah, that was... Mike Wallace started. Yeah, he did. He was the only one that started. And they threw that ball to him on the fourth down, and he didn't catch it. I know that wasn't really a joke, but that was annoying. (laughs) We're just bringing this up for no reason, but he should be. Heath Miller should be a Hall of Famer. He did everything so consistently. He made every big play when he needed to. Obviously, his numbers aren't there. I get it. But, like, when they do the Steelers Hall of Fame, they should just put him in immediately because he was such a contributor to all those teams every year easily. Even when his speed went down from, like, his rookie year, obviously. Not right then. He didn't slow down immediately. He was still always open and always consistent with hands. Like, he, he'd block. He'd catch you go get the ball. He had size. I mean, he was He's a perfect tight end, so it worked out good. But he's never, unfortunately, going to get in. Oh, well, he'll never.
1: I mean, he's probably the most underrated. Heinz Ward, tight end of this generation. Sorry, I didn't mean to go. Anyway. But
0: yeah,
1: I don't. He'll never get in, unfortunately. Heinz Ward. No.
0: Oh, he's getting in. He has to get in. He's going to get in like Isaac Bruce or something late. Or is hold Holden yet?
1: Uh, one of them's in. I'm not sure. Which I think
0: Isaac one. Bruce is in. I think it was a year. His numbers aren't perfect, I understand, numbers-wise, but he has 1,000 receptions, and that doesn't really mean anything nowadays as much as it used to maybe, like, 5, 10 years ago.
1: Isaac Bruce is not in the Hall of Fame. But Torrey Holt is, though, right?
0: No. Maybe just Kurt Warner went in. I don't know. Because I remember there was some big debate
1: between... Wait a minute. Hold on. Sorry. It's no big deal. Keep going. No, he's he's no, he's no, not in. Sorry. He was a second-year final semifinalist a couple of years ago.
0: I remember there was a year him and T.O. got in a big fight saying, like, you shouldn't really tell me who a fall famer is. Who's, maybe it was Marvin Harrison, but I'm not sure. So we've done 31 minutes, a.k.a. we've probably done a little over 25. You want to do the basketball topic now, or you want to go What's on football a little more?
1: You can talk football more if you
0: want. I can definitely talk football more because it's a lot easier. Most underrated team next year. So obviously it could be what they could be based off what they drafted in free agency. And one, how their productivity of last year ended. Do you want to do top? Let's just do top three. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, this, I, I figured this out. We're going to do the top. We're going to do power rankings here. Top five teams next year. Okay. Based off everything that happens. So, like, the Eagles aren't just going to get number one because they won the Super Bowl. It's going to be based off what they can do in this, year's, this season. So, number five, probably going to hate myself after I do all these lists. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers, number five. Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy. They signed – Marseille's Lewis obviously is not the big tight end sign that they got, but he's very consistent and very high size wise. Very, you know, catch rate is great. He's a very consistent player, very underrated. Marseille's Lewis, He's he's been in the tight end for the Jaguars for like 10 years, but he's had no one that could throw to him besides a little bit of Blake Bortles. Jimmy
1: Graham or something? Or
0: no? The Packers got Jimmy Graham, correct. I, yeah. Yeah, so that's – but I'm just saying something about Marseille's Lewis real quick. I don't know who I can't remember. I don't think they signed anyone. I know like Does there's Jordy
1: Nelson go anywhere yet or no?
0: No, yeah, Jordy Nelson's on the Raiders. They traded him on the Raiders. Oh, they traded him.
1: I thought they just cut him.
0: They might have just cut him. I don't know, 100 percent sure to be honest with you. But so okay. I'm to him Packers number five. Who would you go to number five team? Number five team
1: next year? Power rankings. Uh so number five, I'm going to say Jacksonville. I don't think they were kind of like a one hit wonder. I think they'll still. I think they'll win that division. Um, I don't think they'll make it as far in the playoffs, but I think they'll, they'll
0: make the playoffs. I, I really like that pick, and I'm really bothered that I did not pick them earlier because I'm nervous who I'm going to have to kick out now. Fournette is, is, is crazy. Like, in college, he, he was kind of fast, and he'd run over people and jump over people, but I just thought, like, it was just another running back. He was just kind of, kind of like, seemed like a normal speed, like he was going to slow down in, in ways, but, like, he hasn't really – he's almost improved from college to, fo- college to pros. Fournette, Leonard Fournette. But I—they're gonna somehow they're going to have to find a way to stop him, and then, which isn't going to be, I guess, the easiest, but it's a lot easier than letting him run all over the place, and then you can't, if you, somehow you just got to stop the run, and then Blake Bortles isn't really going to beat you consistently. Obviously, there might be some teams that just, like, stack the box completely, and he'll just throw up some little Hail Mary pass, or they'll do some kind of, like, delay handoff or something, and they'll you know, try to trick the teams. But I don't think... Blake Bortles isn't that good. Obviously, that's not a really an opinion. That's not really a He's wild. He's a
1: decent game manager, which is all he needs to be. I mean, For right now, yeah. For right now,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, so number four. They were
1: up against uh, the Patriots in the fourth quarter, I believe. Yeah. I mean, they had a chance to win that game.
0: I'll so I'm going I'm to take the easy route here. But then I don't know who I'm going to put in my top three. I'm going to put Jacksonville at number four. I put the Packers at number five based off Aaron Rodgers coming back and their weapons on offense that they could learn how to use and be good. But I think their defense has maybe improved somehow based over the last two years. So, But they have improved it. They still have not played perfect or, or even good to like high-level playoff football defensively. But I'm putting the Packers because of offense and Aaron Rodgers returning at number five. And I'm putting Jacksonville based off a lot of stuff they did last year and I think a lot of stuff that they did last year is very easily repeated, um, and they hope that Blake Borders gets a tad better um, so they can just not be so one-dimensional, even though it worked until the AFC Championship pretty much.
1: But I'm going to take the Eagles at number four. Okay. I think they overplayed themselves last year, and they're going to have a QB controversy this year, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, two very capable QBs, but I think they're going to have a bit of a hangover this year.
0: I agree. I think uh, – I don't understand – I don't know much about the story, but the I almost called him Kendrick Marr. That's obviously not his name. Kendrick Michaels. or The linebacker they lost and went to the Browns, which is unfortunate. He should have went to the Steelers in the end. Um, but I think he was – Everyone a, should go to the Steelers. Yeah, everyone should go to the Steelers, yeah. And take less money and go to the Steelers, yeah. But um, I think that's a good pick at number four. I do agree with you. I, I don't know. I felt like the NFC was pretty good last year because I thought the Vikings were much better than what they – How they played in that NFC championship game. I guess they did barely beat the Saints. Okay, so okay, now my mind's my brain's ticking a little bit. I'm gonna pick the Saints in number three. I'm going NFC heavy here.
1: Oh man, I can't no, no. No.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going the Saints in number
1: three. I'm gonna agree with the Saints. I think they should have went and been in the NFC championship last year. That fluke play at the end of the game. I think they're the best team in the NFC.
0: Where are we putting the Vikings?
1: They're not in my top five.
0: I'm nervous I'm going to leave us out. Wait, No, I can't. There's no way. So I'm putting us at number two, and that's a majority of based off bias, and I love our offense. Our defense, once Caesar went got injured, uh, there was a lot of stuff that he could do that was semi-unnoticeable because he was so good at it based off diagnosing plays and getting there to the ball immediately. Even if he didn't make the tackle that made the runner or the wide receiver or the quarterback have to switch, have a little hitch in their giddy up, and it, it flowed everything back to the defense and it made it easier to stop certain plays. And he could, you know, drop back and play like this mid-zone safety type thing, just a little. He didn't do it a lot, but he could if he needed to. Um, our defense is not – I guess our defense in theory could be top ten, but it would be closer to eight, nine, or ten. But I love our offense. Hopefully, if Bell, whatever Bell is doing right now for a workout, I trust him in terms of he's always came in the training camp extremely, you know, in shape and healthy. So whatever he's doing, I'm, I'm hoping he's doing it, you know, a lot of. And then the AB and Ben, it should not miss a beat. I don't think it'll miss a beat. And the only thing, I guess we talked about this in the first podcast. Um, I think Juju might technically have a down year just based off he'll be getting different coverages. But I think the the Patriots game is maybe more of what he could have been, just based off – I know Bill Belichick probably doubled him or something. And it's like, hey, we just got to take away Juju because no one else in that game besides Bill. It's just going to be a little bit different, Juju, in my opinion, than Vance McDonald. If we go probably the Jacksonville Jaguars game, to quote Michael Jordan, the roof is the ceiling or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But – his potential when he played for the 49ers and had a lot less around him, he dominated. So if they could just figure out a way to use him better, I think our offense could be easily one or two with, along with the Patri- along with the Packers.
1: I agree with everything you said. I think we'll have the best offense in the NFL. Um, defensively, we didn't really do enough to address the secondary, I don't think. Um, but they gotta, they're got they always going to be number two until they prove me wrong and you know beat the Patriots when it matters. Or um, ever, in general.
0: Yeah, hopefully I'm alive when that happens. But, um, and hopefully Tom Brady's at least playing for the Patriots when we beat them and not just hurt, and then we like beat a Matt Castle team. That... Okay, so number
1: one. I think we both have the Patriots for number one.
0: I screwed my list up so bad. I left so many teams off there. My list is such garbage. My number, my Jacksonville pick, my Packers pick, and my Steelers pick are all consistent. I would be very consistent where they're ranked. Um, but then, like, my number three with the Saints, was, that wasn't too bad. But my number one, I agree with you, Chase, but by fault the Patriots should be the best team. Um, they're just, unfortunately, extremely consistent. They're not as hateable as when Rodney Harrison was on the team just based off they talked a little more. Gronk, if he wants to play, which I think he does, he's never really quit on a team in terms of on the field and stuff. Um, but – That's a freak of nature. I don't understand how he's so big and so fat. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, And then Tom Braze is so consistent. It doesn't seem to matter who's at running back for them. But they actually – they do have some offensive line trouble this year, I think. You showed a little bit last year. Obviously, it didn't really matter. They still got the Super Bowl, you know, patched it up a little bit. But I think their offensive line is what could probably and will be the downfall. And their secondary besides having – the twin brother back there, which that's – I don't know his name. I should know his name. Um, they're in that Gold Bond commercial. That's not Gold Bond. Is it Gold Bond? I can't remember. Cocoa Butter commercial, whatever, something like that. Oh, man. It's, he went to he went to Rutgers, I think. That's all I know. But um, their corners shouldn't be – they're probably no one we've ever heard of. They're Somehow their defense will be probably just as consistent and not miss as much beat. Even, wait. Wait, I'm forgetting. Didn't they give up like 500 yards, like three straight games or something ridiculous? something ridiculous like
1: that. And then they they kind of figured it out after that. But
0: But a a real blatant key point, as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and I know Gronk does matter more than probably people give him the credit, and they should, but as long as they have the first two, they're going to be consistently the best team in the NFL.
1: Yeah, as long as they have Brady and Belichick. I mean, you can never count them out to do anything. I don't have the most – I don't think their defense is all that great, but they seem to win despite that. And as long as, like I said, Brady and Belichick are game planning. And I mean, even though they have controversy with this, whatever this doctor's name is, or so called doctor,
0: right? A trainer. And
1: uh, what's his name's out for four games, but he'll be back, obviously. I mean, they might start off a little rocky. They have the last couple years, but I mean, they're going to be in it at the end, like they always are, or in position to be in it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, so um, like we said earlier, just go find the podcast on iTunes, uh, Podbean, um, Stitcher, and uh, eventually Google Play. Uh, Thank you, and good night. Good night.